Emission trading systems uh, across the, the board reacted uh, to the crisis uh, fairly well and they, uh, they weathered uh, a really eventful uh, year uh, much better than, uh, than some have, uh, have anticipated and that is a, uh, you know, a sign of uh, maturity and uh, resilience that uh, these systems uh, have. Welcome to Radio Cause, our podcast series on emissions trading schemes. This series is part of LifeCause, an EU-funded project to provide knowledge for improved emissions trading. I am Lea Heinrich and I am Marie Roth from the Florence School of Regulation Climate. Welcome to the first recording of our podcast series, Radio Cause. Today's podcast describes what happened in the emission trading world in the past year. And today we are very happy to have Stefano De Clara with us. Stefano is the head of secretariat ICAP, which is the International Carbon Action Partnership. ICAP is an international forum for governments and public authorities that have implemented or are planning to implement emissions trading systems. The organization aims to facilitate cooperation on emissions trading between countries, regions and supranational institutions. Stefano leads ICAP's work in three areas, the technical dialogue, knowledge sharing on emissions trading and capacity building. Prior to that, Stefano was the Director for International Policy at the International Emissions Trading Association. He holds a Master of Science in Sustainable Development from the Utrecht University and a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Science from the University of Trieste. Thank you, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Um, so let's start with the first question. Uh, every year, ICAP publishes an ETS status report uh, where the latest developments in emission trading systems worldwide are presented. Uh, what are the key messages and observations of the latest report which was published in March? So this was a bit of a special edition of the uh, ODTS status report because it was the, the 10th one. We started the, the first one in 2014 and as you pointed out it is an annual publication so the one we just uh, released was the, uh, the 10th uh, one we, uh, we did and uh, so yeah, it was a good opportunity to, to look back and see at uh, you know what uh, changed in the world of emission trading systems over the, the last uh, decade and how things uh, evolved. And uh, you know if we look back at the very first uh, status report that uh, we did, um, we basically had uh, half the systems and half of uh, the global emissions covered by uh, emission trading systems uh, compared to today, which means that uh, in a decade we doubled both the, the number of uh, systems that are now in operation and also the, the share of uh, global emissions that uh, are under ETS uh, cap. Uh, and today we do have uh, 29 systems in operation and 17% uh, roughly of uh, global emissions are under a, uh, a cap. It's also, I mean, focusing on, uh, on what we saw uh, this year, it's also a good opportunity to, to take stock of uh, the developments that uh, characterize the world of emission trading systems over the, the last uh, 12 months. And I think, you know, there are three key highlights that is probably worth, uh, um, worth covering. The first one is indeed the, uh, the, the, the momentum behind uh, ETS development implementation is uh, continuing and is, uh, you know, stronger than uh, ever. And again, this is uh, confirmed by the doubling of the uh, number of systems and, uh, and covered emission in, uh, in, in the last uh, decade, and also by uh, the increasingly uh, central uh, stage that uh, emission trading systems are taking 
in uh, the decarbonization uh, strategies of uh, more and more countries around the, uh, the world. The second key uh, highlight is um, you know, how emission trading systems have uh, performed in a, in a year that was uh, characterized by the first uh, ever uh, global uh, energy crisis and uh, an energy crisis that affected economies across the, the world and also uh, virtually every single sector of, uh, of the economy. And um, emission trading systems uh, across the, the board um, reacted uh, to, the, the, to the crisis uh, fairly well and they, uh, they weathered uh, a really eventful uh, year uh, much better than, uh, than some have, uh, have anticipated. And that is a, uh, you know, a sign of uh, maturity and uh, resilience that uh, these systems uh, have. If you look back at uh, you know previous uh, crises that uh, that affected the, the global economy, such as the uh, the two thousand and eight uh, financial crisis and even the, the COVID pandemic, systems did not uh, prove to be that uh, resilient back then. So you can really see how over time these systems were improved, reformed, and made more uh, resilient to uh, to the challenges that uh, that can face them. Um, and the third point, uh, and, and the last uh, key highlight that I, that I want to mention, really builds on uh, on the back of, of this point, and has to do with uh, you know the um, ETS prices being uh, stable uh, overall and across the uh, the board uh, in most uh, systems uh, over the last uh, twelve months, which is again remarkable if you consider the, the geopolitical and the economical uh, situation that. Uh, that characterized the 2022 and uh, prices sort of like uh, open and uh, closed the 2022 roughly at around the same uh, level. So they, they proved to be overall uh, resilient and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and stable, even though as you might expect from a market-based uh, instrument at the time of, uh, of an energy crisis, there were fluctuations uh, um, across the other year, but the overall level remained uh, stable. And that, uh, in turn, raised again uh, a record level of uh, auctioning uh, revenues. So the revenues that governments collect from auctioning uh, allowances in, uh, in these systems, which again is a key uh, aspect to, to consider at the time of, of an energy crisis, because uh, these revenues are really important uh, tools that then uh, you know, governments have at their disposal to um, you know, either mitigate uh, unintended effects of uh, carbon pricing and support uh, uh, exposed uh, parts of, of the population, or that can be reinvested to, or to further uh, climate action. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This was Radio Cause, recorded for Live Cause, a project of the Florence School of Regulation. Check out our project website at lifecause.eui.eu for more information and stay tuned for the next episodes.